0: views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author, Dr. Friedman Schaub from Empowerment Radio, as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host. Dr. Friedemann Schaub.
1: Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I am your host, Dr. Friedman Schaub, and I have to start the show today with something that will prevent me from getting in trouble with my assistant, who always slaps herself and sometimes me in the forehead. After a radio show, because once again, I have completely forgotten in all the enthusiasm and excitement to share the information on how to get a hold of me and how to find out more about the work I'm doing. So I'll just gonna start that show today with this information. So if you are interested in learning more about my work, how you can overcome fear and anxiety, gain more a sense of confidence, inner peace, how to become unstuck and how to really transform on a deeper subconscious level, go to thefearandanxietysolution.com. Again, that's thefearandanxietysolution.com. And we have a brand new website with a lot of interactive tools and also great Processes that are completely free, that get you started to understand yourself better, to get more to a place of not only hope, but also empowerment, and also to improve your communication with yourself, which is the topic of the show today, conscious communication. Now, let's say someone gave you an incredible tool, something like a magic wand. And now this tool would be so powerful that it can create anything that you want. And it can also destroy everything you have. It just depends on how you use it. What would you do with this tool? Would you just randomly use it and find out, oops, the house disappeared. Oops, there is a castle. Or would you actually practice with this tool so that you are harnessing the skills and the powers that specific tool is giving you. And most of you would probably say, yeah, because there is a risk of you know making something kaput that actually I care about. Now, this is exactly what we have inside of us, such a tool, and it is our word. It's the thoughts that we are using. Those thoughts have power. Words have power. I mean, it's in the Bible. It starts at uh, John 1 1, which says, uh, At the beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, if you are into the Bible or not, doesn't matter, but I believe there is a long standing wisdom behind that power of the words, because words can just singularly construct, encourage, and they can also destruct and create despair. Words have the energy and power to help, to heal, and also to hurt and harm and humiliate. Words are incredibly powerful, and we are often much better In choosing the words that we use with others in order to communicate, in order to express ourselves, and often also in order to just connect with those around us, then we are using the words with ourselves. Now, let's say I would say to you, by the way, you're fat. You're ugly. Why do you even try? Why don't you even listen to this show? Nothing's going to change for you anyhow. And you're stupid on top of it. Well, I hope you haven't turned off the radio by now, but that doesn't feel good, does it? But how often do we say those things to ourselves? How often do we hurt ourselves unconsciously by simply letting that inner communication bubble up from somewhere inside? And we can talk more about where that comes from and what that actually means, and what the intention is behind being so mean to ourselves. But the point is, we are doing it, and we are not really stopping ourselves. And often these thoughts have to do with also what we believe. Our core beliefs can be something that really elevates us towards our goals, or they can be the biggest hurdles and obstacles obstacles. And this is why today is such a joy to talk about all of those things. How to change beliefs, what it means to have conscious communication, how to get in alignment with yourself. And all those wonderful things we will discuss with my very special guest which is the international best-selling author Mary Shores. Mary is the author of Conscious Communication. And she is also a speaker, an entrepreneur, a CEO. CEO. She teaches individuals and businesses to fearlessly create their own realities by using scientific methods and practical personal development. It sounds fabulous, and she is fabulous. So welcome, Mary, to the show, and thank you for taking the time to share your insights on conscious communication.
2: Thank you. It's so excited to be here today.
1: Well, I was very excited, especially after I read your book, which is just absolutely fabulous, and I can highly recommend it to anyone because it is a book that just really comes from your own experience. I mean, it is a very organically written book that I believe every step that you're suggesting along the way you went through yourself and you saw the incredible effects it has taken in your life. So let's start with sharing a little bit where did this all begin, this journey? Because it wasn't necessarily a happy beginning how this all started.
2: Right. Well, I think that I had a very unusual, not the best circumstances right away in life because when I was just super young, three years old. My parents got divorced. My father was a nuclear engineer in the Navy, and he was out to sea nine months out of the year. My mother was quite unstable and sent me off to live with relatives. So, you know, right away, I'm, I'm put into a situation where I'm not really being supported in life. And then, When I was around six, I did go back with my mother, but at 16, she abandoned me again. So I didn't have the best circumstances growing up, but I still had a happy childhood. There were plenty of happy moments. So I was out on my own at 16, and I also had a child when I was 19 who had profound, extreme brain damage. So she was blind, she was deaf, she had lack of oxygen to the brain, for over five minutes. She lived for a year and a half. And that was a really um, super stressful time because for that time period, I was living in and out of of the hospital, like sleeping on the emergency room floor. I used to have to suction her lungs. I would have to take a thin tube and thread it through her little, you know, baby nostril down to her lungs and turn on this suction machine, and I would literally have to do that every four hours around the clock. And, you know, it took a lot of support just to keep her alive. Mm. And, um, you know, so that's what you're talking about when you're saying, you know, didn't come from the best of circumstances. So I felt like I was a person that was on a healing journey for the majority of my adult life. And I really became... A weekend warrior when it came to going to self-development or spiritual retreats and workshops, because a lot of these events will advertise like transformation, you know, come to, come to this event and and transform.
3: And I believed
2: that, like, I believed that if I played full out, that if I went to these events, that it would change my life. And in a way that it did, but, my ex, but it didn't meet my expectation because at the end of the week or the weekend, I would look back, and I would think, well, why did these, all these other people are jumping around for joy like they've transformed and I'm still the same person? Mm-hmm. You know, so it was kind of like an expectation hangover because I, I, didn't, I didn't accomplish the goal of transforming. But after 15 years... You know, what I learned is that transformation happens in life in the smallest pivots. So, you know, you can go to a retreat, and I love doing that. I still do that to this day. I'm going um, to a Hay House event this weekend that's going to be, like, totally fun. Mm -hmm. Transformation happens in the small pivots in life and in the daily practices that you build for yourself over time. You create the habits that are going to support the neural pathways in your subconscious to the direction that you want your life to go. And that is the way that you learn how to control what you manifest in life.
1: Now, you uh, were someone who didn't necessarily have the best uh, self-talk. I mean, you mentioned in your book that you were telling yourself, you know, everything is a struggle, I'm such a mess and things like that. So, uh, when we come back after the break, I want to hear how your self-talk has improved and uh, what uh, you're now saying to yourself and what you can also share with the listeners on what they can do to just turn that, you know, I don't like the expression, but to turn the monkey mind shatter into something much more positive and uplifting. So stay right tuned. We will be right back with Mary and her great work, the conscious communication book that she is introducing on the show.
0: Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. Visit the thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more.
1: Known for his keen sense of humor,
0: contagious smile. And extensive esoteric wisdom, EJ translates deep spiritual
1: wisdom into practical advice to empower you to live your happiest, most fulfilled experience. Mystic Living Radio, deep spiritual wisdom, practical advice with EJ,
2: Eliyahu, Jihan. This hit show delivers profound experiences for all who
0: want to live life to their deepest desires. Tune in monthly for Mystic Living Radio. Learn more by visiting vitaltransformation.org.
2: Hey, did you know why they call the foundation the foundation? It's called the foundation because it completely eliminates your foundation for what you thought your reality was and creates a whole new space where you can have an entirely new reality that is foundationless. So from my point of view, they should call it the unfoundation or the foundationlessness. Either way, there's a big new global rewrite happening again because these guys cannot stop changing. There should be like a Change Anonymous that Gary and Dane go to. And it's happening April 28th to May 1st. You can find out about it at accessconsciousness.com forward slash global foundation. It's happening in Paris. Go to Paris or do it online or find a pod near
0: you.
3: These are all the options you have.
0: And what else is
3: possible?
0: Hi, this is Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio. Sometimes you hear encouraging messages like transform your life now, become empowered, create the life you crave, and it all seems overwhelming and you're not sure where to start. I'm here to tell you that self-improvement is not always fun and easy, but it is always worth it. The path to creating positive changes begins with releasing the things that have been holding you back. Then you can create a life that inspires you. I know this because I've done it. You can find out more about what I do by visiting my website, seattlehealinghypnosis.com. I look forward to supporting you on your journey.
1: Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman Schaub, and I'm here with Mary Shores, who is the best-selling author of Conscious Communications. And before the break, we talked about her habit of bashing herself with negative self-talk, just like most of us do from time to time and often without even noticing it. Now, Mary, what did you do when you noticed, oh my God, what am I doing to myself? How do I hold myself back with my thoughts that I'm a mess and nothing will be ever easy for me and things like that? Or did that take a long time for you to even be aware of that?
2: It took a very long time and I'm so glad you asked because yeah, I was I was very stressed. For a long time, and I would definitely talk about how life felt like such a struggle, and I would get, I would get super um, visual about it. So I would describe it as like I'm trying to walk down a flight of stairs, and someone's kicking the stairs out from under me, and you know things just became became so insurmountably ins- stressful. And the example that I love to use when we talk about this that really ties in with the book is that for about 10 years, I was walking around saying that I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. Now, words are like a mirror to your soul and a mirror to your subconscious programming. So it's very interesting that the words, I want to write a book, It's like you're looking into my soul and you're seeing that written on my soul that I want, I have the desire to write this book. But the fact that I was saying right after that, but I'm not a writer, is also a mirror to my subconscious beliefs, my neural pathways, and just that somewhere deep down inside, I didn't believe that I had what it takes to write a book. You know, I don't even know what that was. I mean, maybe I thought I didn't have the skill set or I needed a PhD in English or that I needed to have big connections in the in the publishing industry, which I had zero connections. So, you know, when I when you're aware of those words, that's the first indication that you have some work to do because don't we all do that? you know, when we're, we want something like I want to start a business, but I don't have any money. I want to be in shape, but I don't have time to go to the gym or, you know, I want a relationship, but nobody ever, nobody ever likes me. You know, so we, we, we can have this habit of saying what we desire and then it's not in alignment with the but that comes after that. And, and what do you
1: believe the but's reason is? I mean, what do you feel like, you know, where the but comes from?
2: It's a, it's a feeling, it's, it's deep down in your subconscious programming that you are stuck in a belief system that does not support your desire. So, like, I was giving some examples for, for myself, like, maybe I believed that I had to have a certain education, which is not true, or I believed I had a belief system that did not support what I wanted, so I had to change my words, which then changed my beliefs, which then changed my thoughts, which then make it easier to change my behavior. So the thing that I did was invested in my skill set. So like I am saying... I want to be a great writer, and I'm getting, you know, for a first-time author, the book has already hit number one bestseller, and I am getting lots of compliments on the writing style of the book. So I invested in myself, and I started going to writer's workshops so that I could gain that skill set, and that was like the first step. So what you do is you take one step in the direction of what you want to go, where you want to go, because that's what's going to put you in alignment With creating what you want, because we, I think we can accept the fact that infinite possibilities exist for us. But infinite possibilities mean that you can create good and wonderful things, but you can also create all the stress and the chaos and the struggle. And it's really in the choices that you make in every thin-slice moment of life that is either going to connect you to the greatness or connect you to the chaos.
1: Very well said. Now, I believe that uh, what you just said about taking the first steps is really important because uh, many people don't even see that they are the first steps that lead them to the goal. All they see is the gap between where they are now and where they would like to be. And it feels so big and so far away and so unattainable and also so risky because there is always a risk of failure. risk of not being able to get what we want. And and I believe that's ultimately uh, part of the reason why this voice that says, oh, don't even try, or you can't do it, or you're not really having the skill set, why this voice is there in the first place to ultimately prevent us from doing something that could lead to harm, rejection, criticism, so what you just said about taking the first steps that seem to be easier and that seem to be doable, those steps are also very important because they do create a sense of confidence, a sense of trust, a sense of, oh, okay, maybe it's not that hard. And I can imagine that's exactly what happened for you, too, that you gained more and more trust in yourself and more and more, you know, maybe a trajectory in the right direction because you were taking small steps and didn't try to go just, you know, in one shot for that big goal and feeling like, oh, no, I, this is too scary to attempt.
2: It's so true. When I when I took that first small step and I went to the writer's workshop, you know, whenever you go on a retreat, you have that icebreaker at the beginning where you go around and you introduce yourself to the other people that are taking the workshop. And I remember so clearly the way I introduced myself to the group was so disempowering because I said, you know, my name is Mary, I'm a CEO, I'm not a writer, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Because in the beginning of that week, I was really intimidated because a lot of the other people in the workshop were already published authors. The
3: person oh. teaching
2: it was the number one bestselling author of many books, um, Cheryl Strade. And a lot of the people were, like, screenwriters and playwrights, and so I was very intimidated. But And the way I introduced myself was even disempowering. But by the end of that first week, you know, I played full out. I did the writing prompts. I did everything. I took really good notes during that session. And by the end of the week, I wrote a piece about my family, especially about my son who is on the autism spectrum and what it's like growing, you know, Raising a son when with this condition that there's really no rule book of how you interact in the best interest of a child with autism. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this piece that by the end of that week brought all of those people to tears. And mm-hmm. that really, when I got that feedback, you know, that really was like, wow, I am a writer.
3: Mm-hmm wow Mm
2: -hmm. people care about this stuff it was like wow
1: yeah that's powerful now do you feel sometimes that uh, it's important to call yourself a writer or is it more important for you to know that you have an important message that you want to share to others
2: well During the time that I was writing the book, it was it was important to me. And I would suggest to the listeners that if you are working on a project, it is very important that you feed yourself with the affirmations that are going to support you in whatever project you're working on. So for me, that was writing a book. For someone else, it could be, you know, creating a foundation or, you know, we all have different projects and purpose in life. And so what I did was I wrote a page of affirmations every day, and that really helped me. Now, I didn't write things that I didn't feel like were true, so I didn't write, especially in the beginning, like, I am a best-selling author, I am a best-selling author. What I wrote was, let the words flow through me.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Bring me ideas. Help me rendezvous with like-minded people. Guide my thoughts in harmony with my desire. And I would write these affirmations over and over and sure enough, I would wake up with just the right ideas of what I wanted to write about that day. And I would be led in just the right direction. So what I was doing was I was creating neural pathways that were like tying me into my creative sectors of my brain because that's really what I needed. I didn't need to convince myself like that I was an that I was a writer. I mean, I already had a book deal and I I, I was writing the book. I mean, it really helps you become a writer when you, when you sign a, you know, a book deal because you have a deadline. (laughs) What are Mm -hmm. you going to do?
1: Right, right. But it's interesting the way these affirmations sound, it's almost like you are, you know, sending out a prayer or an intention because, you know, many people believe affirmations start with an I am statement or something like that. I mean, who were you addressing those affirmations to? To yourself? To a higher power?
2: That's, a, that's such a great question. And, you know, that could open us up to a philosophical conversation that could probably last for hours. Because what <laughs> is the I am? What is the mighty I am presence? Is it the universe? Is it a God? Is it you're your, in your own mind? Like, what is that? But to answer your question, you know, I think that there's all different types of affirmations. And in the book, I write about five different types of affirmations. And I write a little process. I think I call it three steps to creating rocking affirmations. And I actually wrote that as a blog, too. So if anyone wants to look that up, feel free to uh, go to my website. And on the blogs, you can find... Three steps to creating rocking affirmations. So the thing is, like, you need to, you need to figure out what are the things you need to release. Like, what are the things you no longer want to be true? So one of my affirmations was, I release my fear of abandonment. And then I follow that up with an I am statement. I release my fear of abandonment. I am surrounded by unconditional love and support. Now, a lot of people think that when you're doing affirmations, We get these silly, I call them the law of attraction language police, because we start getting these silly rules, like, don't say no, because the universe doesn't understand no. Have you ever heard
3: that?
1: Well, actually, I heard it, and I believe in it, so I may be silly, but I believe a no is a little bit harder to understand for the subconscious. But, you know, the universe probably is a little bit smarter than our subconscious in that regard.
2: So here's what I would say about that, that the universe is infinite intelligence, and so the universe or source does not get confused because we said the word no. The universe knows what we want, but you're right. Like, it's our own subconscious that gets confused. It's our own neural pathways, and what I think is super important, more than the words you choose, is the intention the intention behind what you're saying as well as it feeling congruent and true. Because if you say something that is not your truth, and there's actually some studies out there that back this up, that when they measure people's brain waves when they say an affirmation that does not feel true, it actually works against them because it reinforces the neural pathway of the belief that they're trying to change. And what you want to do is you want to create new neural pathways.
1: Yes, and there's certainly a you know, a challenge with that because, like you said, uh, sometimes, and I think you mentioned this in the book as well, sometimes you do have to repeat the things even though you don't 100% believe in them in order to grow into them. Wouldn't you agree?
2: And what I'm a big believer in is writing things that you can believe in now.
1: So, mm. like, for
2: example… It was easier for me to write, bring me ideas, because I can believe in that, and I can ask Mm -hmm. for that, and I can have an intention that I want and I accept ideas coming to me. And that was easier for me to write. And then then as I built that muscle in my mind, and I called myself an idea machine, Mm -hmm. one of my other affirmations is, I am an idea machine. As I built that muscle and that neural pathway more and more, then I was ready to say, "I am a best-selling author."
3: Mm. So
1: it's
2: well, like there's dares that get you there.
1: Exactly. That reminds me of these first steps that you just mentioned before. Now, you said release the fear. I think that's when it gets a little tricky, you know, because some people only know fear. They only know anxiety and just that idea of releasing fear and maybe as an add-on saying, you know, I'm finding acceptance or I'm finding peace, that may be really like, you know, a big step. But it's also something that I believe, you know, I, and I know the study, it's especially that you're mentioning about positive thinking, where some people force themselves to positive thinking and then they're actually creating more stress inside of themselves because of that then you know really getting into a positive mindset but what would you suggest to someone who does live in in fear the fear of rejection fear of you know abandonment or just fear of not feeling good enough what if what affirmations would you suggest to a person like that we will talk about this when we come back after the break
0: insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth thursday at 12 p.m pacific to a life untethered with andrew martin and now co-host jeremy newdell walking the path of freedom andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle energy worker spiritual teacher and international radio host for more about andrew and his services visit andrewmartin.energy
1: Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease.
3: Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basilli, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am so thrilled that we've created this venue for all of you out there.
1: Dr. Pat Basili will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. What
3: we have heard is that you want to ensure for us that we keep positive, holistic, uplifting, transformative talk radio on the air. We're excited to bring you the contemporary conversations about Lyme disease. We promise not to let the light fade on Lyme. So fasten your seat belts. We've got lots more to share with you in the weeks to come. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio with
1: Dr. Pat and help keep our mission strong on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. We are talking about affirmations. We are talking about conscious communication, how to change your neural networks, how to get your subconscious on track with your desires and not just with your self-protective patterns that may have been valid and important in the past, but ultimately may keep you in survival mode and keep you stuck. If you have any questions for us, for me or Mary, call in at 888-418-6890 or use the instant messenger on the Transformation Talk Radio um, website. So, Mary, before the break, we talked about what you would suggest to someone who says, you know, my problem is I... I have fear, anxiety, insecurity, I don't feel good enough. What kind of inf- affirmation has worked for you in, in this regard? I mean, your issue was also feeling, uh, you know, abandoned and feeling not supported. So what, what would you suggest to to do?
2: The first thing I want to say about that is just to acknowledge that every person's circumstances are, are different than the next person's circumstances. So what works for one person might not be exactly what works for, for another person, but let's just say if there was a step one to the process, it, it is that try as best as you can to get really clear on what you want to feel. So one of the examples that I gave before was about releasing my fear of abandonment and I am surrounded by unconditional love and support. So, I have a lot of abandonment in my life, which causes me to have, or I have had some abandonment issues. And so, once I started saying the affirmation, I am surrounded by love and support, and I was able to recognize, I was able to perceive my world differently because I realized that I was receiving unconditional love and support, but I just couldn't see it before. Now, there are a lot of ways you can get here. So, you can. Sometimes you can flip the script of what you say, so when you figure out what your um, what your involuntary words are, like for example mine when I said, but I'm not a writer, you can just flip that and say what is the opposite, and then build some affirmations to support that. So if I know what I want to feel is love and support, then I can write the affirmations to support the feeling of love and support. An even easier way to get there is to start a gratitude practice. I feel like every religion, every every spiritual practice really starts with the foundation of a gratitude practice. And the reason why that is so powerful is because when you have a daily gratitude practice, you are building neural pathways in your subconscious that are going to allow you to perceive the world differently. And mm-hmm. it, it, you know, none of this stuff works overnight. I just want to acknowledge that it does, it does make small pivots and it changes over time. So the first thing that I did was started a gratitude practice. Now I did that years ago and Within about forty five days, I was beginning to change the way I was perceiving my environment around me.
1: Yeah, and what did you see what you haven't seen before?
2: You know, sometimes I was seeing that I was seeing that um, maybe i maybe I had some problems in life, but I was seeing that I also possessed the tools to be able to handle that.
3: Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I,
2: I began to really become like deeply grateful for the people in my life, not just my coworkers and my friends, but even the other businesses that I do business with. Um, people in my network, I began to have a deep gratitude towards them. And that allowed me to attract more of those people into my life.
1: And isn't that interesting? I mean, this is basically on some level what the law of attraction is talking about, but you could also just explain it more simple neurophysiologically that you do see more that, what you really Want and what really feels good. And then naturally you search for more of that. You just um, filter out the things that in the past may have been your reality because that's all you focused on, which are those things that. Uh, confirm the negative beliefs of being abandoned or not good enough or rejected and if you do that what you did this gratitude list you shift your perception and you see more clearly oh there are also other examples you know life can be heaven and hell all at the same time and you just focus on that what makes you feel more grateful that makes you feel uh, more movement or you gain more movement towards that what you want and i think that is also a way of attracting and creating and manifesting simply because you know through the fog of all that information that's out there you can see through it and see the light that you're searching now you know you talk a lot about the the neural pathways which i you know in many ways of course uh, very much subscribe to But all of that wouldn't really happen with the involvement of the heart. And how important was it for you to not only go for that, you know, goal setting and, you know, moving step by step forward, but also how important was it for you to have a different relationship to yourself, you know, to gain more self-compassion, to gain more self-sense of self-love and appreciation?
2: Well, certainly. Again, it's it's all about making these pivots over time, and goal setting is definitely a, a passion of mine because I realize the reason why people who set goals are more likely to achieve what they set out to achieve because it allows you to create a plan, it allows you to stay tra- stay on track, and there's a lot of synchronicities and miracles that can happen just by creating a plan and. And sticking to it, you know. In in my own life, I really never wrote a big business plan, but I did write these one-page action plans. And I've got a lot of people that are telling me that just by writing out their one-page action plan, they are able to change their lives significantly.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But did it change your relationship to yourself?
2: Well, I think that for myself it created a lot of belief in myself like I can triumph through this. I don't have to live the story of a victim. I can be in the empowerment part of the story. I can I am resilient and I know how bold that I am. Like mm. I'm not afraid to pick up, if I saw Oprah Winfrey on the street, I would not be afraid to walk up to her and hand her a copy of my book.
1: Should we? Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> She's not very scary, I think.
2: <laughs> well, but, but, but here's what here's what uh-huh. happens. A lot of times we see that opportunity. You know, let's just let's take Oprah out of the equation. Let's say we're at a, well, let's say we're at a party and we mm-hmm. see someone across the room and we we think that person looks interesting to us or we heard that person is someone that we might have something in common with but then the fear and the anxiety kicks in and we start saying don't walk up to that person you're going to look stupid you're going to embarrass yourself you don't That's look right. very good today you know oh i should have wore a different dress so the opposite of that is the bold that i'm talking about it's when mm-hmm. it's when you're when you're to understand that your greatest manifestations happen outside of your comfort zone.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, and I think it's, uh, you know, this is why I came to ask you about, you know, your relationship with yourself. And I think boldness is certainly the opposite of staying in the comfort zone and, uh, and protecting yourself. But I also believe that we cannot really come to a place of, peace and harmony if we are not having a little bit of compassion for that victim part of us that part of us that's a wounded child the part of us that just feels somehow scared about being that bold and that big and that visible and and do you feel like through your work you gained uh, you know like a maybe loving and compassionate relationship to that aspect of you
2: Yes, I think that um, I write a process in the book. It's called Five Steps to Break Through Your Breakdown. And in one of the steps, it, it's, it's a way to create vasopressin in, um, in your chemical makeup. And vasopressin is what is considered the love hormone. So you've got dopamine and serotonin, which are like the happiness hormones. And then you've got ox- oxytocin, which is like the, the love bonding hormone. But vasopressin is just when you feel love towards someone. Like if you watch a story on 2020 and your heart just goes out to them and you feel that level of empathy and compassion. But mm-hmm. you can create vasopressin and turn that inward to feel it to feel it for yourself. And I've put all that research. I want to say it's in Chapter 6 or Chapter 7, Um about the the research that supports the vasopressin and how to create this, like, self-love, self-compassion for your own good so that when you do make a mistake in life, that you're not beating yourself up for it. Because if your friend made that very same mistake, you would be telling your friend that it's going to be okay.
1: That's right. Right. That's probably what you tell your son if, you know, he would make a mistake. Just to come from that more loving, caring, compassionate place. So in that process, which is a fabulous process, you know, people can learn to get out of the habit as well, because there is a habit, right? To to do uh, play the role of the worst judge, the worst critic of yourself, and, and just creating their more self-compassion is a wonderful one of the wonderful tools in your book. And, and another one I wanted to mention, and I know an hour always runs by like crazy. so you you mentioned the cleansing clog process in your book. and i what I love about this process is that's a such a powerful tool to also be aware of the choices that you're making? Because conscious communication is one thing, but then taking action, making those steps out of this uh, communication is really the necessary next uh, step. So what is the cleanse or clock process that you describe?
2: Well, what we were talking about before, saying that, you know, we have infinite possibilities available to us, Mm -hmm. but how do we connect ourselves to to make the possibilities that we want happen, to turn those into probabilities. And I created this really easy process that I call cleanse or clog, which is really saying that everything you do, every word you speak, every action you take, every choice you make in the smallest moments of life are either cleansing you or clogging you. And it's really simple if like, the best way I can describe it is to say, if I'm on a diet and I'm looking at a piece of food, all I have to do is ask myself, will this, when I put this inside my body, is it going to cleanse me or is it going to clog me? And what I'm really saying is that, in, that everything you do is either creating a greater connection, a deeper connection to the life that you want, or it's driving a disconnection. So if, and this is true in our relationships, everything you say or you do, every choice you make in your relationship is either creating a deeper connection or driving a disconnection. And the same is true for your career and for your finances and for your spiritual growth and your personal development growth, even for your self-care routine. So I teach a process in the book that is, is, makes it super easy for you to realize how your choices are affecting your outcomes,
1: and that's really one of the processes I was really happy to read about because it's uh, it's so simple and at the same time, you know, so so clear when you're using it. And and how many people are actually constantly having good intentions, but through their actions are sabotaging themselves? Where you know just it's almost like you have the blueprint but then you're forgetting you know to use the cement to build actually your new life and uh, and that's something that this process is definitely uh, helping with and uh, now you do have also a free gift for listeners which you know I know that a lot of listeners will buy the book but also a lot of listeners would love to start right away with uh, doing some work on those processes that you are suggesting, so what is your free offer?
2: Our free offer is we have a companion guide for the book, it's called the Conscious Communications Guidebook. And it's because the book has got so many coaching exercises in it, the guidebook has the coaching exercises all written out for you journal style so that you can go through the guidebook while you're reading the book, or you know, you could do it without the book. But it's 36 pages, it's beautifully illustrated, and it basically outlines every one of the exercises and then tells you what page number you can find it on. So it's like a mini course for the book.
1: And so people do have to read the book before, or do you feel like they can already benefit from just going through those exercises as they're described?
3: I
2: think that there's plenty in the guidebook that they would be able to do without having read the book.
1: Excellent. The book now, would certainly
2: certainly be awesome, but I don't think that's required.
1: Now and how can they purchase the book and how can they in general get more information about you?
2: So you can find me at my website, maryshores.com. It's S-H-O-R-E-S. I've got um, plenty of free offers on the website as well. The book is available all throughout the country in the Barnes and Nobles stores in the self-help section. And it's also available on Amazon.com. And in all the places it's available, You can the Kindle is on sale right now for $1.99, which is amazing. and uh, Or you can grab the paperback.
1: Now, what would you say if someone is listening to you just in awe and feels like, wow, I just want to get published in Hay House? I know, like her... I do have a book inside of me. And, uh, and what do you feel like would be the first step? I mean, apart from taking maybe a writing workshop, but what would you suggest as, you know, there are the three steps that you can do right now to go from that dream that somehow you may have carried inside of you for 10 years to actually reaching it just like you did?
2: Well, if you know, if you ever want to do another show, we can we could probably do an entire show just on getting published and what are the steps <laughs> involved. The the first thing is to write an outline, you know, because what I did was published through Hay House and I had to write a proposal. And so you can start researching what a proposal is, but it's a document that's about 50 to 60 pages long that's going to have summaries of all the chapters of your book, your marketing plan, you know, lots of things that are, that are about, the, about the book. And the proposal writing process in general, I learned from going to a writer's workshop for Hay House, which I'm actually going to a writer's workshop for Hay House this weekend because I'm the speaker there, which is a fabulous dream come true. Uh, the thing is that writing a proposal really helps you organize your thought process. And even before you can write a proposal, you can certainly write like a simple outline. What are the things that I want to write in this book? And you can you can do that sometimes even just by talking to someone about your book ideas and then just take notes or ask them to take notes. And then you can turn that into an outline.
1: Hmm. And what would you tell this person about the beliefs? What would you say? Okay, now I know this is you know a big step to write a proposal and go to writing workshops, and but it all starts you know at the at the twilight of the day when you sit there and bite your nails and feel like, well, maybe I'm just going to eat a cookie because I don't think that I can ever be a writer. What would you suggest to a person like that? What's, you know, this, we talked about affirmations. Uh, they can certainly go through your book and also go through these different processes. But there is, is there some simple method that you would say, this is something that really can help you, whether, you know, it's something that you were using or something that you found from others that is helping to get a little bit more of that fuel of, of motivation and hope inside of you?
2: Well, the answer is super simple and it's just to take one step, one baby step because when you take one step in that direction, you're going to open up thousands of new opportunities and possibilities for yourself. So rather, if the first step is to sign up for an online course, or it's to, you know a lot of towns have writing clubs, Or even if the first step is just talking about it. You know, sometimes people want to write a book and they've never even told anyone. So their first step may just be to talk about it with their friends. But just taking one step in the direction of what you want will literally change a lot of things. And it's the first step of beginning to change your belief systems because that part is going to take some work. You know, you you take one step, you move forward, Move one thing forward this week. And then next week, you move another thing forward. And then a year from now, you look back and you've begun to change your belief systems.
1: Well, thank you so much, Mary. This is all wonderful and very helpful information. And uh, just to add to what you said uh, about the dreams, you know, you had the dream about writing a book and you knew this was a dream that came from your soul And I think uh, to add to what you said, just listening to the calling of your soul, listening to that, what's inside of you, the dreams you have, that what really turns you on, that what really feels like uh, it lifts you up. Just the thought about it right before you go down into the doubt or in the sense of uh, this is not possible. Just listen more often to that, what you are here to share, that contribution that you came here for into this world and and just believe whether you're a writer, whether you want to open a business, whether you want to travel, whatever it is, just believe that there is a reason why those dreams and desires are here. And there is a reason for you to feel them so strongly, because this is maybe a big part of your purpose. Just like you, Mary, you probably feel very much in alignment with your purpose, with the work you're doing. And I'm sure the many books and the many things you will do in the future. So thank you for showing up and thank you for being that voice of wisdom and that light for so many people. And uh, I wish you certainly all the best for the future.
2: Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure to be here today.
1: Well, this was a great show with Mary Shores. Again, if you want more information about her and her book, Conscious Communication, go to her website, um, Mary Shores. What is it? Maryshores.com, right? That's yes, correct. Maryshores.com. And if you want more information about the work and I'm offering in my book, go to thefearandanxietysolution.com. And that was it. Another show, another really exciting show on Empowerment Radio. We will talk next time. And until then, stay true to your word. Use the power of your inner communication so that you can make the difference in the world that you're here to make. Goodbye.
0: You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Join Dr. Friedemann the first and third Wednesday each month at 11 a.m. Pacific as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.